You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Klamath 3, a Mash Those Button podcast dedicated to the TV show The Mandalorian. I am your host, as always, Kurt Smith, better known as Edinar, and I'm joined tonight by both my hosts uh, after some technical difficulties last week. Uh, let's introduce first Corey Treadway, Kur- as, no, better known as Kurabara. How are you doing, bud? Doing pretty good. <laughs> I don't think everyone knows your true name. They're just I don't think people in Discord are gonna be like, hey Corey. No, nope. it's it's hey Kura. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's such a family thing. My family calls it Corey, most everybody else just calls me Kura. <laughs> yep. Yep. Everyone calls me Ed and they like they actually think my name's Ed. I'm like, nope, it's Kurt. Yep. But just call me Ed. Uh <laughs> and then we have our our technical difficulty co-host. Back from the grave, Jake Wilson, better known as Death Squad. How you doing, bud? Hey, I'm doing good. It's good to be back. Had a little issues, but everything's fixed and I'm ready to go. Yeah, we missed you last episode. We really needed our every man here. I know. I miss mm-hmm. it. I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, damn it. I wish I could have asked him something. Yeah, and the thing was is if you were to miss one episode, last week was a good episode to miss. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, because it was not the best episode. That was my uh, least favorite of the season so far. Oh, yeah. It was fine. It was fun, but it wasn't like this one where I'm like, oh. It, 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 it didn't build the story really at all for me last week. Like, it just, I was just like, eh. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't trash, but it wasn't, like, good. It just felt like a transition episode. It's like, we got to give you some filler as he gets close to this place. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I will say I did see it because, you know, the memes are are out there. It's Star Wars memes have, you know, <laughs> it's as common as porn on the Internet it is Star Wars memes. Um, but I did see a good one because it's like episode one, 50 minutes, episode two, 40 minutes, episode three, 36 minutes. And then they cut to the picture of uh, Kenobi in the elevator. Be like, um, our two they're, we're supposed to go up, not down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is so true. Like, because I saw the episode this week, and I'm like, with it, with the intro and the outro of the episode, it was under 30 minutes. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, because at least they're no. Just, they're like, but. <laughs> Yeah, but at least they're not trying to like fill in a, a slot. Just like, hey, we have to reach this. Uh, can't think of the word, but just have to reach this number right now. And we yeah. need to fill in shit. So they like, we're done with the story. We're guess we're gonna end it here. At least yeah. it was an action-packed episode. So it was, good. it was an action. It was a very good episode. It was very good. Um, so props to Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, who was the one who directed this episode. Um. She directed an episode in season one as well, but uh, she directed this one, and she did a phenomenal job of it. Yeah, and the one um, she directed is the one where we actually meet... Uh... What's it? it was in the village when they fought yeah, yeah, the, uh, the village. Cardin. Yeah, she was Cardin. in the... Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, well, let's get started. So, we would like to welcome any of our first-time listeners. If you would like to become part of the Clan of Three community... 
please join us over at mash.gg slash discord uh, where you can meet the hosts and talk Mandalorian and all things Star Wars and tell us how wrong we are because let's be real we love Star Wars but it is impossible to know all the Star Wars lore off the top of your head so sometimes we get things wrong well then um, I also gotta talk about like a double check double check okay is this canon anymore or is this legend now? That's uh, that's another tricky thing. Is once Disney bought Star Wars, all the old shit like was just thrown out, and they're like, "That's legacy. That's not canon anymore." Kinda, but sometimes they bring stuff back. Said, "Okay, and now this is now officially from legacy. Is now being brought mm-hmm. into canon." Mm-hmm. I'm like, so, all right, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get into the actual episode, Chapter Eleven. The heiress, the Mandalorian, Frog Lady, and the child are still flying in the hobbled razor crest to Trask. The Mandalorian warns them to brace for landing as he is unable to break and slow their descent. They fall through the atmosphere, almost burning up, until he manages to stop just over the landing dock. As the ship is about to land, it veers to the side and plunges into the ocean. A crane pulls the ship out and everyone aboard is okay. Mandalorian pays a Mon Calamari mechanic to fix the ship, while Frog Lady runs off and meets with her frog husband. The husband tells Mandalorian to seek out information about the covert at a nearby inn. Before the couple leads the Mandalorian and child to the inn, Mandalorian notices a hooded figure watching him, who promptly disappears when he stares back. At the inn, the Mandalorian bribes the Mon Calamari waiter for information about where to find the covert. The waiter sends over a quarren, while the child struggles with an octopus in his chowder. The Quarren offers to bring the Mandalorian to his kind by giving him passage on his ship for a price. All right. So, you know, we had a bunch of predictions on what was going to happen with with the ship last episode, Kura. Um, I knew I was going to be wrong, but... (laughs) Yeah, you thought that they were going to crash, like, basically, they were going to be dead in the water type of thing. Um, And they were pretty darn close. Um, so they crash on this planet, and it's a very interesting planet, um, in Trask. Um, yeah. Like, and, and we don't have to wait long for our first real, like, Easter egg. Yeah, I've never in, even in heard of this planet. Like, and the thing is, Trask is not a very well-known planet. Like, you've heard the name, but you, like, in other things, but it's, it's not really anything. Uh, yeah. So, like, uh, the first, like, they kind of do the, oh, we have to, you know, a hot trajectory into into the planet, and they fall into the water, and did, this is where the first Easter egg comes up. Did you see what picked them out of the water? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a commercial variant of an AT-AT. Yep. It is a, uh, essentially a modified AT-AT. Yeah, because like the company who makes it, they make a lot of mil. They've made a lot of military stuff for the Empire and the future to the First Order. But they also had a subdivision for regular people. It's like, hey, we have all these legs. Let's build some tra- cranes, make some more money, so we can make more vehicles for the Empire. Hmm. <laughs> um, and it works out well be- because you know to have something that high on a water planet is is pretty awesome. Like yeah. it's it's convenient to have. 
It was pretty cool. I also was amused by the fact that he while he was crashing, they're like, hey, you need to slow your speed. He didn't go, sorry, edges are broken. I'm trying. This might be bad. Right? Give them a heads up, at least, dude. Don't be like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just keep trying to, like, hopefully not crash and that lets you know what's going on. It has to also be like, it fell into the water with an open hull. Like (laughs) there is massive water damage to this ship. Like the way the wave, the razor crest is an effed up ship at this point. Yeah. Another interesting thing is like, I love the Mon Calamari who's just watching all this happen. It just gives us the shake of disapproval when it goes, when it falls in the water. See, okay, I couldn't get over the fact that that Mon Calamari was wearing, like, a sweater. Uh, it looked like a wool sweater, too. Yeah, nice yeah I was sweater. like, a knit sweater. I'm like, I, can't, I couldn't get over that. It was weird. Um, What did you think of it, of it, Death? It was funny. As soon as he came in, I'm like, just watching him. He just, he knew something was going to happen. Something bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it definitely was. You're like, eh, yeah, no, something's yeah. going to happen. And it was very reminiscent of the, um, in, uh, what is the prequel? When uh, General Grievous's ship burned through the atmosphere. It was very reminiscent of that. Okay. Like, visually, it was like that. That um, makes sense. I forget what prequel movie it was. I think that's number three, I want to say. Yeah. Sure. So... Um, the malevolence is the name of the ship. I can I can remember the name of the ship. I can't remember the name of the movie that it crashed in. I, wasn't it? Wasn't it episode three? Revenge of the, Revenge of the Sith. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what the only thing that Grievous actually showed up in was episode three. Mm-hmm. I mean, think before that it was in the cues in the cartoons. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, and a uh, weird question for you. Maybe I, I don't know much about sweaters and stuff, but. Is that good for a water planet? It looks like it like wouldn't be great at absorbing water. I don't wear sweaters, so but it, no, it's more of a if you think back to the like like what a fisherman wears on the wharf, you have like the overalls, like the yellow mm-hmm. whatever overalls, and then it's usually like you know, in a colder climate, so they have like a sweater on underneath that, and then they got the hat on and stuff like that. That's like the traditional like fisherman type okay. like, motif uh and that's what they were going with um, yeah that part i could see i just wasn't 100 sure about about sweaters and water because i don't really pay attention to what actually what fishermen were wearing yeah um it's 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 definitely interesting now the frog lady meets frog husband and if you have not seen it out there i highly recommend the breakdown on screen crush on YouTube, because when they're doing this, they have the slow mo between the the frog wife and the frog husband, and then Celine Dion playing <laughs> as they slowly run towards each other. I, and I'm like, oh, did you all also notice a little interesting about their coloration? Ah, uh, no. What was up with that? The female's pink. The male's blue. All right. I guess. Okay. I, easy I to tell apart. Sh- I'm just like, all right, we're just going on, on a gender color colorations now? Okay. Well, I mean, if you all look like frogs, you got to be able to tell sex is a True. 
I just thought it was interesting. Like, all right, we're making this one pink, this one blue. Cool. We'll go yeah. with it. Yeah. But then, uh, but then Mando sees a hooded figure watching him. And it's uh, Sasha Banks is, plays it. And I was really hoping she was playing Sabine. Uh, spoiler, not playing Sabine. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Um, she was playing a sidekick of someone that we'll talk about soon. So that was kind of like the ominous foretelling of what's going to happen in Act 2. Yeah. I like the part where they go in that they go into that little uh, restaurant. And they just have ooze coming out of the ceiling. They just have little tubes. I'm like, that doesn't seem sanitary at all. Mm-hmm. You still have I, uh, things that are alive in there, too. Yeah. Why is it that, like, every restaurant in the Star Wars universe has to look like it's from the past? Well, because it's in a galaxy far long, long ago, and, um, you know. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, sports bars. You know, they all are just, like, they look like they were bars and restaurants pulled out of the 1920s. I like it, though, because when you look, was it in the newer trilogy, when they're at the casino, it looked brand new and it just felt out of place to me. Yeah, the 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 uh the original uh the prequels they did like they tried to do like updated restaurants. There's like the diner, and uh there was a sports bar in there, but like obviously those have those were all failed. Um, yeah. <laughs> they were not the best, but um yeah, it was also interesting that Baby Yoda for once didn't seem to like the food. Right. Well, the food did also try and eat his face. Well, that's he's used to that. He usually eats anything that tries to eat his face, so he just wanted those eggs back. He did want to commit more genocide. And legit people are pissed off about it on the internet to the point where like Star Wars executive producers had to weigh in on Twitter and yeah. like defend it. And I'm like, whoa. Like, it was an annoying plot hole, but I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, it was just, it was just kind of, it was, I was just kind of amused, like, well, that's kind of rude, Yoda, but it's like. He's not actually killing them. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's. Why do you get upset? Like, uh, one person on, on Twitter, one of the executives on Twitter, she's like, do you eat eggs for breakfast? It's the same thing. So. They, they, they weren't fertilized, so it's. One thing I thought was interesting callback was the Mon Camaro he paid for to get the information stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that he brought back the Mon Camaro Flum that he got paid with on his first job on ep- seasons one's episode one. Mm-hmm. Good to see yeah, that again. Yeah. And he gave him, I think, three and then he received four. So he's holding a little bit of that Flum in his back pocket just in uh, case. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I noticed on here is the different races. Okay. So you have the Mon Calamari and mm-hmm. then you have the Quarren. Mm-hmm. And they are, if you've watched uh, the Clone Wars, you and, and just doing whatever, you would you know that they are enemies. Like they, they hate each other. The Quarren sided with the Separatists and the Empire. And fought against Mon Calamari, who obviously were with the Republic and, you know, all the alliance. Like, they were the good guys, the Quarren were the bad guys. And then they're co-mingling on this planet. Uh, 
So uh, I did find that interesting. Are they only from the animated series? Because I don't ever remember seeing them before. Uh, okay, so the there is a corn in Jabba's palace, I believe, in Re- uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, and I think that's the only live action one we've seen prior to this. Yeah, uh, but they were in the animated series. Um, and then Mon Calamari, I mean Admiral Akbar. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Mon Calamari. Yeah, and the corn actually were brought in multiple times throughout the various comics and other now legacy series. Yeah, so if you watch the Clone Wars, there's an actual giant story arc based around Mon Calamari and the corn underwater yeah. um, and like battles for everything. So, like, mm-hmm. again, another reason to watch Clone Wars. Which in the pre-show I, I stressed to Death Squad, the the animated series is the best Star Wars content prior to this show, The Mandalorian, the best Star Wars content of my lifetime. I'll get to it at some point. Yeah, you also see you also see a bunch of these characters. They're usually background characters in the movies, which was kind of enjoying about this series so far as they're bringing more of the alien races, more alien and not just humans, into the forefront. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you looked around the area, there was very little human, human or humanoid look people besides like this, the Mon Calamari and the Corins. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's get into the next act. So, like, uh, Mando is about to get on the ship with the Corin and to go out to to meet another Mandalorian, and then we have Act Two. So. Mandalorian and child travel on the corn ship across the ocean. It is time to feed the mama core, and they open a gate in the middle of the ship to feed it fish. The corn insists that the child should watch, and as they get closer to the hatch, he knocks the child in his cradle into the water, where the maw of the mama core swallows him and his cradle whole. The Mandalorian leaps into the water after the child, and the corn shuts the gate as the crew stab through it with spears to get the Mandalorian to drown. Suddenly, Three other Mandalorians descend from the sky and dispatch with the Quarren crew. They release the Mandalorian, who tells them the child is still down there, and one of the Mandalorians dives down. After some blasts, she returns with the damaged cradle. They remove the child, who seems to be okay. The three Mandalorians remove their helmets, with one of them revealed as the hooded observer from earlier. The Mandalorian is confused by this and asks how they got their armor, as they can't be Mandalorian if they do not cover their face. The leader introduces herself as Bo-Katan of Clan Cries and explains that the Mandalorian must be a member of the Watch, which is basically a breakaway hardcore Mandalorian sect. The Mandalorian rebuffs their claims and departs the ship by jetpack with the child. That night, the Mandalorian is approached by a Quarren mob. They are led by the brother of the Quarren who tried to kill the Mandalorian earlier, and he wants retribution for his brother's death. Before anything can happen, Bo-Katan and her two friends fly in. Together, the four Mandalorians shoot through the Quarren and his crew. They head off for a drink. Bo-Katan explains that they have been stealing black market weapons that were obtained after the fall of Mandalore. They want the weapons so they can take back their homeworld. Bo-Katan recruits the Mandalorian on a heist mission in exchange for helping him find the Jedi. They scout the Imperial freighter as Bo-Katan outlines a plan. Mandalorian leaves the child with Frog Lady and her now hatching eggs. 
You know, once I saw him go out with Corrin, I knew there was, he was going to be double-crossed. I had like a Death feeling Squad, when they yeah, first you have started a feeling, talking. Just the way he kind of laughed. I was like, I know where to find him. Yeah. It's like, and you didn't know the Corrin Death Squad, so you didn't know that they were they're, they're actually, like, technically bad guys. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, some shit's going to happen. I can feel it. Um, I did like how it started off as, like, an episode of Deadliest Catch. <laughs> like, I actually, like, I knew they were going to double cross him, but I did not expect them to be like, all right, let's knock the child into this monster's mouth. Like, that I was not expecting. I was like, oh, shit. Like, for a, a split second, I was like, did, did, did they just kill Baby Yoda? I'm like, oh, they're gonna regret like that. like and they show baby yoda getting eaten and i'm like no they couldn't have killed him that's not gonna happen but he dove right in for him oh yeah no he, no hesitation I, I, he's like yeah. nope <sighs> I, like, I also have the fact that he realized like nobody's like shit i didn't think this one through mm-hmm. and then He's trapped and, you know, whatever. And then this is when I squealed like a little fangirl. Is the three Mandalorians show up on the ship. Now, everyone knew, like, the like you saw the Mandalorians. But did you catch the helmets? Yeah, they're very, they're different. Like, the one specifically was a certain Mandalorian's helmet. It was Bo-Katan's Night Owl helmet. Mm-hmm. And the Night Owls are a very important group. It's a group of all female fighters uh, from Mandalore that Bo-Katan leads. And the, 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 the Sasha Banks character is someone um, that... It, it's just someone that is part of it. Because she had actually the, the Night Owl... Uh, on her sleeve of her her best car mm-hmm. armor, and, and her her name is uh, Kos- Koska Reeves, mm-hmm. is what the Mandalorian is known as. Yeah. Um. So I and, and oh god, as soon as I saw the helmet, I I didn't need the reveal. I was just like, I didn't need to know the name. I saw the night owl on her helmet, and I freaking lost it. So yeah. why is she really so important? Okay, I'm going to get into that in a little bit, (laughs) because this is getting into the Mandalore history. Um, I just want to point out that Katie Sackhoff is playing Bo-Katan. She was also the voice of Bo-Katan in Clone Wars and Rebels. And she, um, they also look similar. Like, this is the Dave Filoni long con. Also, like interesting thing is, she also played Starbuck in Battles the the remake of Battlestar Galactica, which was also like a a parody ripoff of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they so Katie Sackhoff played Bo-Katan. It looks exactly like her. And then Dave Filoni's like, "I'm gonna do this because in one one day you're gonna be playing a live action of her." Okay, which w- was amazing. They essentially kick ass, blah, 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 blah. Um, pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 kick ass. Uh, Sasha Banks' character uh, goes down, saves saves Baby Yoda. They come back, 
and they they beat the corn mob and they um you know it's kind of the progression like hey we need to do this and then I'll give you the information you want yeah but also every mandalore other mandalorian that uh mando thinks he's meeting kind of just shatters his reality by removing the helmets yes <laughs> he's okay. like what the hell then he so comes the to find reason, out okay this that- is going to be i'm going to try Bear with me, listeners. I am going to try and break out down a little bit of the Mandalorian lore as quick as possible. The confusing lore? Yes, it is very confusing lore. So Bo-Katan, uh, she is the sister of uh, Duchess Katan, who is a love interest of Kenobi. Um if you if you weren't aware, this actually came out from Daisy Ridley. Originally, Ray from the new the new series uh, the new episodes was actually supposed to be the child of Kenobi, and what would have been, you know, Katan. Yeah, which she, was which is weird because that's what it seemed like it hinted at in the movies, and then they changed it. Mm-hmm. I would have liked so, that better. It would have been it would have been cool. Um. So, okay, Bo Katan is her sister. Um, Duchess Catan, she turned Mandalore into a peaceful city where, like, everyone talks about the Mandalorians being like these great warriors and stuff like that. Catan, Duchess Catan, she turned it into a peaceful society without fighting. So, uh, a part of the Mandalorians split off and formed the Death Watch. The Death Watch was the warriors who thought they should stay being the warriors. They actually got kicked out of uh, off the planet of Mandalore and to one of the moons. And Bo-Katan actually differed from her sister and went and joined Death Watch. Okay. Now, at a point, the Death Watch actually joined up with the Separatists to try and overtake Mandalore. It backfired. And then they ended up joining with Darth Maul and formed the Collective, the Dark Collective, to overtake Mandalore. Uh, that's where we got people like Pre Visla, who was the leader of Death Watch, and Bokatan was like one of uh, his generals. Uh, Pre Visla turned on Darth Maul after they conquered Mandalore, and then they fight and. Darth Maul wins and gets back the Dark Saber. Okay, so we're going back to the Dark Saber. Bo-Katan said, basically, ah, screw this. And her and her Night Owls, which is an all-female regiment, start another civil war between the Death Watch and the Night Owls. Kenobi comes back because he was lured there just to see Darth Maul kill Duchess Satine. His love. Okay. Then, once Maul gets Dark Saber, starts generating power, freaking Emperor Palpatine shows up because he's worried about his apprentice, one of his old apprentices rising to power, and goes and kills uh, his Darth Maul's apprentice, Savage Opress, and imprisoned Maul. Maul escapes prison with the help of the diehard Mandalorians. Uh, led by Gar Saxon, and they retake Mandalore in the hopes to lure Anakin and Kenobi 
to Mandalore because Darth Maul realizes that Anakin is is Anakin, like is the most powerful. But gotcha. what ends up happening okay. is Bo-Katan goes to Ahsoka Tano and is like, we need your help to get through this. So Bo-Katan and Ahsoka and a bunch of the clones actually take over Mandalore. It's called the Siege of Mandalore. It's that battle. Legit, like, hours after they take Mandalore, Order 66 happens. So it was a republic for hours, and then it went over to the Empire. Okay? The Empire then... Um, like, so Bo-Katan was the leader, but didn't agree with the Empire. So they, in the, the Empire put Gar Saxon in the lead. And they put uh, an Imperial Academy on the planet. Now, this is where Sabine Wren from Rebels starts off. She makes a machine to break, destroy Beskar armor. Like a machine that targets and dismantles Beskar armor. She figures that out. She leaves the Imperial Academy, goes and joins the Rebels, and she goes to Dathomir, which is the home planet of Darth Maul and the Night Sisters. So Sabine actually finds the Darksaber on Dathomir because Darth Maul had fallen on hard times. <laughs> and she gets it and comes back to kill Gar Saxon and take over Mandalore. Which leads to another civil war. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Sabine, you know, like switched the armor, took out the stormtroopers' armor, and Sabine Wren gives the dark saber to Bo-Katan. So Bo-Katan is the leader of Mandalore. Okay, and she has the dark saber, and this is where it gets fuzzy. At some point, the Great Purge happens, which we heard about in season one. Which scattered all the Mandalorian, and they stole all their Beskar armor. And at some point, Bo-Katan lost the Darksaber to to, to whoever. We don't know. We know who has it now, but we don't know if that's who got it. Yeah, they also, like, poisoned the entire planet of Mandalore. Uh, Yes and no. So, they poisoned... Like the kids on Mandalore, and like they put poison in the food, but the 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 actual planet was destroyed by all the war, like the wars and the civil wars between the different clans destroyed the planet, which makes sense, yes, so <laughs> again, I told you guys pre-show, I'm gonna go deep into this, so. What happens is there's two now two different kinds of Mandalorian. There's the true Mandalorians, the ones that are born on Mandalore. That is Bo-Katan and all of them. Those are the ones that take off their helmets because they're not, they don't think of Mandalore as like a religion. That's just who they are. And then you have the, the Death Watch. And, and, and they refer to this because Bo-Katan actually says you're a child of the watch, which means that they're getting the, the death watch was recruiting people off away from Mandalore to join them, but then to 
instill like this almost like yeah. religion into their heads. So pretty much a cult. Exactly. <laughs> he just finds out he's in a well, cult. Yeah, they do. And like he actually has a a point in the in the episode when like when Bo-Katan like this is the way and 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 he's like this is the way the Mandalore. Now, people think that like Mandalore the planet. No, this is Mandalore the Great, which was like what the planet was named after. This was like OG Mandalore and it's like they're they're god almost and he was just a mandalorian before there was mandalorians he was the original also just a big note true mandalorians aren't also necessarily born on mandalore they just don't follow the religion creed mm-hmm. they also take in other people who aren't born on mandalore mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely something that is they're lean i think they're leaning towards like uh you know mando moving away from more of the cult and more of to a true Mandalorian. Yeah, but do you know who also is tied to the Death Watch of the true Mandalores? Oh god, a lot of people are. Jango Fett specifically is is tied to them. Mm-hmm. Jango he Fett? He was originally was his original clan, which he was part of the, the Mandalorian clan, was murdered by splinters of Death Watch. Mm-hmm. And he was kicked out of the Mandalorians because he went too extreme and killed like a bunch of like their, their Death Watch leaders and a bunch of people in their forces and apparently that was too far. Yeah. It's it, the Mandalorian lore is is so deep because at one point the man, the Death Watch died off and it's just so essentially what happens is Bo-Katan's like we want to we want to get all this armor get all these weapons because we want to take take on the Empire and take back Mandalore. Have I talked enough about Mandalorians? Now I got more to talk about stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so so Kura, I know you know about Mandalorians. Death Squad, what kind of questions do you have about the Mandalorians? Well, I was confused because I, from what I saw, that, you know, they don't take off their helmets, so when I'm, so now then, it surprised me that I find out that he's in a cult kind of you know they just the hardcore like religious zealots and now it's making me more interested in trying to learn more about the the lore because yeah. i didn't i didn't ever saw the animated show so i don't know well so the, familiar the, with any of it the animated show does not explain like why he keeps his helmet on like this is the only i think the only time that they've actually explained why that is explain explain why like he keeps someone basically he's like why he's in a cult like like the 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 death watch is a cult at this point um following mandalore the great like that's just what they do yeah like i also another fact of thing interesting is how bojatan really seemed to know who baby yoda was mm-hmm. or at least like she looked at him like i know i've seen this before yep because Bo-Katan knows Yoda, has met Yoda, like, so, like, she knows what he looks like and all of that, so... Why why wouldn't she just mention it to him? Yeah, I've met somebody like him before. Well, maybe she's met somebody, but he's looking for a Jedi. Yeah, and specifically knowing Yoda itself doesn't mean she knows 
where others of Yoda's kind are. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I like I forgot that Bo-Katan had actually known Yoda until I watched some of these recap videos and they pointed it out. I'm like, oh yeah. So you know, it's yeah, it's it's a whole different like. Obviously, we have not seen the last of of Bo-Katan, um, because you you know you know it's going to boil down to Bo-Katan, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Mando, trying to go after the dark saber. Yeah, I wonder if they'll bring Sabine in still though, or is she just not going to show up? I really hope they do. Before we move on to our next next act, do you else think it was like a Kind of worried when Mando left Baby Yoda with the frog gut people again. I, <laughs> <laughs> she, he's like you. He's like, behave. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, don't eat their babies no more. Yep. Yeah, but they then they then they show like him like petting the little baby. If you get the well, they, they, little fat boy mm-hmm. looking through the uh, glass, yeah, little, hey, little <laughs> fat show. guy, it's little like, fat oh, boy, eggs. Uh, and then uh, another interesting thing I still went was Sasha Bang did not get credit under her WDBE name but actually under her actual name of Mercedes Vernada I mean makes sense it makes sense it's just interesting like, oh yeah I, for, I did realize I don't pay attention to it. I didn't realize it actually wasn't her real name yeah Um. Uh, so that that leaves us to, to the, the last act which is the Hey, let's go take this ship. So have fun. So this is Act Three. The Imperial freighter launches from port, and the Mandalorians fly over it on their jetpacks. They drop down and begin working their way toward the cargo hold, battling stormtroopers along the way. On the bridge, the Imperial captain locks himself there and orders his two pilots to start ascending early. The Mandalorians get to the cargo bay where an Imperial officer manages to trap them in the cargo control area. They respond by opening the bay doors, sucking the officer and his men out of the ship. Okatan gets on the comms with the Imperial captain and explains to him their plan is to take the whole ship. The Mandalorian gets testy because he needs to return to the child, and Okatan says she is looking for one item in particular. The Mandalorians head for the bridge while the Imperial captain contacts Moff Gideon. Gideon tells the captain the ship is lost and he should crash it. The captain kills the young pilots and steers the ship down towards the ocean. The Mandalorians fight through one last cluster of stormtroopers before breaking into the bridge. Bo-Katan grabs the captain as the Mandalorian helps right the ship before it can crash. Bo-Katan interrogates the captain about the Darksaber, and after he confirms Gideon has it, the captain bites some sort of electric cyanide pill and kills himself. The Mandalorian says he needs to leave, and Bo-Katan tells him to find Ahsoka Tano on Corvus. He flies off and collects the child from the Frog family, who are playing with their newly hatched offspring. They return to the dock and find a barely patched together Razor Crest. As the ship takes off unevenly, a small squid-like creature tries to eat the child, but the Mandalorian catches it and feeds it to the child instead. The Razor Crest leaves the atmosphere and jumps to hyperspace. Some scrap metal falls off and is left floating behind. So, Mandalorians are going to go take over this ship. Whatever. We've seen this ship before. Um, 
It's we've seen it in all like I think the first time we saw it was in the uh, the first prequel movie. Yeah, it's a it's a Gazanti class cruiser. Yeah. We've seen it all over in video games. Yeah, it's yeah, used I've a lot of times to carry TIE fighters. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen it before in the video games. That's mm-hmm. why I recognize it. Yeah. They go up there, they they and then they show the captain or the imperial captain going to the the you know, basically the control room. And I, did you did you catch that they were playing the um, um, Yeah, the classic the classic, classic like version. warning sign? And we uh, also entire where is it? The captain. We got another actor from Deadwood. He I know him Deadwood from Lost. Office. Yeah, Titus Welver. Titus yeah, Titus Welver. Yeah, yeah. He's very recognizable. But like, I first knew him from Lost. Um, he was from that dreaded last season of Lost. Yeah, was he like the Shadow Man or something like the Dark uh, Man? Like, yeah, he was the. Out. The 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 black shadow or the black oh, that. smoke on Lost that was him. Spoilers, I guess. Sorry guys. <laughs> Sorry, I might have spoiled a show from fifteen years ago. Um, but yeah, we had him, but he didn't get a name in the show. He just Imperial Captain, nothing else. But you know, you get that they they try to take over the ship. And then you yeah. just get some badass, you know, fighting. Yeah. Would you also like to notice the entire of the ship is just a classic Imperial, like, just remember the Death Star and all their other Star Destroyers interiors with the Imperial uniforms and the Stormtroopers? Like, ah, uh, I remember all this well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things, like, you know they they had their the old school like the the comms, uh, mm-hmm. that just brought me back. One thing that kind of bugged me though when they were launching into it is they had stormtroopers on the outside. They're about yeah, to launch. why would they? <laughs> you're going into outer space. Why and you're in the air. You do not. It's like having a submarine. And you're diving, and you still have people protecting the top of the fucking submarine. Like, I, I'm hoping that like they they have to get to a certain height before they launch. Maybe everybody's like just waiting in case that way when they get to a certain, they'll just go inside. I'm hoping, but you never know. I don't know. But that was a great shot of them, like the ship taking off and them flying in behind it, mm-hmm. landing. That was a I love that shot. Oh god, it was great cinematography. Like. That's one thing this show does so well is the the cinematography is mm. is beyond amazing. Yeah, I also like the the, the actually of being logical of why they had to raise up a certain they had to get high enough before they launched because mm-hmm. this entire ocean planet they'd launched exactly right there. You're causing tsunami kind of yeah. You're basically problem. following <laughs> like normally with their weren't being boarded, they just followed normal protocols to get off the planet, which is which is completely feasible. And then once they realize shit's going south, they're like, nope, don't care about any of you. Fuck you guys. I'm gonna- <laughs> Yeah. Um, I like how Moff Gideon was basically like, you lost the cargo, kill everyone and destroy the ship. 
Oh, he didn't. He just said, "You know what to do." He's like, "Yep." Yeah, kills both the pilots and is like, "All right, we're gonna die. I'm taking you all with me." I also laughed really hard at that one. Uh, the the officer downstairs. He's like, "Oh shit, they're coming through. Close the doors. Which ones? Just close them all." And like, course. okay, we got it sealed. Yeah, they locked him in the wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, crap. Uh, when they get to the bridge and they find the Imperial captain, I liked how they took a new take on like, because you saw this in Marvel where like, you know, these spies will have like, uh, you know, a fake tooth with cyanide poison in it to kill themselves mm-hmm. so they can't. And they did like something like that, but with like, Electro electricity, mm-hmm. and he killed himself that way. I thought that was a nice, like, n- like futuristic way of like killing yourself so you won't give up information. Yeah, the the the, the for the empire reminded me of the uh, hail hydra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we all know Bo-Katan is after the dark saber now, which which is kind of how everything is starting to like tie together. Is uh is is basically around the dark saber because whoever wields the dark saber rules the Mandalorians, like that is just the lore. It's kind of like uh, what is King Arthur's sword? Excalibur. Excalibur. How did I not remember that? Uh, Excalibur is like whoever wields Excalibur is is the king. That's kind of how the dark saber. Um, but I like how they're two stories are going to come together because oh yeah they're, all these stories are going to collide in an amazing like two probably two episodes like the two final episodes mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. gonna be <sighs> yeah also like they i like they finally revealed where he needs to go to find a find a quote-unquote jedi but not really nope, they did no, not, not say that they did not say uh, Bo-Katan. I went back and rewatched. Bo-Katan does not say Jedi. No, no, I didn't say that. That's why I said quotations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all right, let's be real. I'm, I'm gonna, and you know who you are listening to this right now. Ahsoka Tano is not a Jedi. She's she a force quit, user. She's a force user. She quit the Jedi. So she is not a Jedi. She's a Force user, but she is not a Jedi. Okay, I took it as she was a Jedi, but I nope. probably wasn't paying attention. Yeah. You have, the, she's basically sending uh, Mando to go see Ahsoka. Because, I mean, as far as I understand it, and I may be wrong, listeners, let me know. But I believe she, Ahsoka left the Jedi after she knew Bo-Katan. Like, after they 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 met up and, and destroyed all this stuff. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure she, she, because I'm pretty sure she met him in the Clone Wars while she was still a Padawan, and she left at the end of the series, so they made her not, when she left no, the Jedi. No, actually, no, now that I'm thinking of it, because when she was fighting with Bo-Katan for Order 66, that was after she had left. So never okay, mind. Wait, wait. So Bo-Katan would know that she's not a Jedi, but Bo-Katan does not call her a Jedi. Yeah, doesn't specify, just says 
hey, it's someone who can use the Force. Maybe she might know somebody. She did use to work with the Jedi, so mm-hmm. she might have information. Yep. So it's not a bad lead. Someone who Lily used to work with them, probably the best person to talk to. And this is where I think I hope that we get Sabine and Ezra. And who are they? They are from Rebels. So, okay. again, spoilers if you've never seen Rebels. Sorry, Death Squad. Okay. Um, spoiling <laughs> I'm spoiling for all of it for you. <laughs> uh, so, at the end of Rebels... Ezra, who is uh, one of the last Jedis that people know about. Because people at this point don't know about Luke and Kenobi and stuff like that. So Ezra was technically like the last Jedi. And he takes Thrawn and they go to the outer world. So Sabine and Ahsoka... uh, like our like their task like their journey is they need to find Ezra and bring him back. And so I'm assuming if Ahsoka's back, then maybe Sabine and Ezra are back as well. Which would be amazing. I will I would fangirl out if if Ezra and Sabine are in this next episode. How's your fangirl school go, Ed? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kind of sorry I asked for that now. Uh, I I literally, I, I, God, it would be the greatest thing ever if they came back. Um, so, you know, hopefully it leads to that. But um, I will say this uh, 100%. I was uh, 50-50 with Bo-Katan saying Ahsoka Tano's name. And Kenobi's name. Like, go to this planet and seek out Ahsoka Tano or Kenobi. Mm -hmm. Because the only reason I was thinking Kenobi is we know for a fact we're getting a Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And that would have been a great tie-in to that series. Is to introduce Kenobi here... And they kind of build off that. Does the boat cut out even know Kenobi is still alive after the purge, though? That I don't know. Maybe. Could have. Because, I mean, you, you know, it, it, she was close with Ahsoka and all that stuff. So maybe Ahsoka knew. Stuff like that. But we just yeah, don't know. So also, what did you guys think about the uh, repair work that that the sweater Moncamalli Moncamalli did the Mando ship? Oh, you mean the nets? <laughs> it was <laughs> horrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I, they're known. The Mon Calamari are known for being expert shipbuilders. Yeah, like you know the cruisers that they're using, like a. Uh, Pay attention to any of the, the Alliance cruisers, like the Rebels cruisers. Those are Mon Calamari cruisers. Yeah, like, they build ships for a freaking living. And that's weird in itself because they're underwater creatures. But that is, they, that's what they're known for. And they didn't, he did a shit job. Shit job's understatement. What'd you think of uh, death? Oh, it was terrible. It looked like it was going to fall apart as soon as he started to take off. Right. I was expecting for like 
you know, engine to fall off and then just go right back into the water. It, That's what I was, was expecting. It was it was pretty brutal. Uh but you know, Razor Crest left the atmosphere and that's the end of the episode. Like it was a yeah. great episode. They they fit a lot in. I enjoyed it. This was so far my favorite one of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know that, that that one thing that that last little creature that Baby Yoda ate is supposed to be a callback to the Sarlacc from the Return of the Jedi. Honestly, you know where I got it, what I thought it was from? Alien. That's also what's also the, the, the it, face it, cover part. Yeah, the face covering squid. It, it seemed to me like it was a throwback from Alien. I thought it was like a baby of whatever was in the, the ship that ate. Yeah, well, it, I thought it was it like was. a baby one. Okay. It was like those big ones. Like That's why I said it's kind of like a Sarlacc because it's got like all the teeth and the beak stuff mm-hmm. trying to pull them in. And of course, Baby Yoda eats it. Of course. Of course. Um, so, Desquad, do you have any other questions about the series or any like history that you want to know about from Ahsoka? to you know dark saber to bokta to the mandalorians that we did not cover no because i don't know if it's gonna come up in the next episode so i want to see if it comes up in the next episode yeah well before i ask us you can ask the question so we can speculate on it yeah i mean but i'm not sure like who she is like what is she going to be doing on the planet like i'm not sure how she's that's that is true we don't know what ahsoka is going to be doing on this planet um if you do need i'll I'll throw this out there screen crush if you want to learn about the mandalorians and bo-katan go there like they have a 10 15 minute video just on bo-katan and then they have a 12 minute recap of just mandalore history which is pretty pretty good i highly recommend it because uh, it will help you along its way. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the question, because we're getting into topic two, which is our predictions. Where will this lead? Do we see Mando without a helmet this season or next? I'm giving it to next season. He has to, he, he has to come to grips with this. He just had a bombshell dropped on him. I say the end of this season. I'm thinking the end of this season as well. Like the final scene of the last episode is him taking off, like slowly taking off his helmet, revealing his face. Like that's what I'm thinking is going to be the, the, the season finale. Yeah. Like one thing that there's the planet they're going to is supposed to be a, a forest planet. So Whenever I hear Force Planet, I'm always hoping there'll be some kind of Wookiees there. God, as long as we don't get some goddamn Ewoks. I wasn't going to say the name to Jinx myself. I hate Ewoks so much. They're so useless. I'm sorry, and and you can hate me all you want, Star Wars fans, but Ewoks were put into the, the Star Wars universe to sell toys. They were because I had them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it worked. They were there to sell merchandise and it worked, but they were stupid effing characters. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't mind them in the Ewok movies. They were not that bad there, but the actual Star Wars, not so much. Yeah. So, 
Um, what other predictions do you guys have for for what's going to happen? Any? I'm still not sure how we're going to see Boba Fett brought into this. Do That's you, where I'm just thinking. All right, I'll, I'll throw this question out to both of you. We'll start with you, Death Squad. Boba Fett, will he join up with the Mandalorian? Or will he fight against the Mandalorian? I don't know, man. Because I have a feeling that he's not going to be friendly towards him at first. There's going to be some problem with them. But I I don't know. I could see him going against him. Just, you know, for some reason. Because didn't I feel like he saved the... Um, the lady from last season, the one that Ming Na Wen played. Yeah, well, yeah. we don't know that for sure. That's Although what I feel it's about. like ninety nine point nine percent confirmed. Yeah, so I don't know if she's going to come into play, and they're going to maybe try to steal his armor, but not try to help. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Kara? What do you think? Yeah, well, I'm just wondering if because like uh. This is still based on all on old on old legend stuff. So, if they do bring back that Django w- was fought against Death Watch, and he t- he trained that to Boba, Boba might have resentment against Death Watch as well. So they might be fight- they might be antagonistic because of that. Since yeah, maybe, but uh, but when Boba uh, left Django, he was a he was a small child. Because he was still like like ten or twelve, is that still? He was still ten or twelve, but teach. I I don't know if he was be able to instill the hatred into him of the Death Watch. He instilled the hatred of Mace Windu, uh, because you did see in Clone Wars when um a young Boba tried to assassinate Mace Windu. Um, spoilers. Sorry, Death Squad. Um, Don't worry. (laughs) All right, all right, fair enough. Um, But, yeah, I I feel like they're going to fight and be enemies, and then there's going to be some sort of switch that happens. Like, some switch is going to get flipped, and they're going to become like, okay, we need to team up for this. Maybe that's when he takes off his helmet again. Yeah, like I could see like almost like a, a an Avengers style meetup where it's like Boba, the Mandalorian, Bo-Katan, and Ahsoka are all teamed up against um, the Empire. Because you know the Empire is actually like building up in this in this season. Yeah. One thing I kind of want to look forward more to is I want some more Imperial enemies who are important, like Moff like Moff Gideon. Because yeah. right now it's just really just him. Everybody else is just cannon fodder, literal cannon fodder. Yeah, it's just I think we're get. I think we will get there, but it's going to be the last two episodes. When you only have like eight episodes in a season. You you kind of everything builds up to those last two episodes. And I'm waiting to see more of uh, Cara Dune. I was expecting maybe see her so far, but probably I, I'm 
guessing towards the end of the season. We'll see. I, oh, yeah. No, we will 100% see Cara Dune at another point in this season. Yeah, will, will they actually bring everybody back for the last two episodes? Yeah, like the Avengers Assemble type scenario. Yes. Yeah. I think we will get that. Um. So, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I had a thought that just came to me right now. When Din gets picked up by the Death Watch, they're fighting against the Separatist droids. Yes. Why are they fighting against Separatist droids when technically they're supposed to be working with them? Because the Separatists screwed them. Okay, that's after they they screwed them. Yep. Okay. Um, because they they. The, if if memory serves me, and again, one hundred percent, I could be completely wrong about this, but my memory, uh, I am an old man. See the gray in the beard. Um, is when they try to take over, like Death Watch and uh, the Separatists tried to take over Mandalore. The Separatists screwed over Death Watch. Okay, and that caused the resentment. You know, it's 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 a very convoluted. God, we need just a a a Mandalorian series, like a movie, like a six a t- part movie. A movie, but also I just need a freaking timeline of when things are happening. I want to see the um the purge, a Mandalore movie, so bad. God, I got I got a different idea of Mandalorian purge version. Yeah, no, you're thinking of like <laughs> Purge the horror movie. That is yeah. not how it went. I know. Um, but there's so like the thing with Mandalore is there's so many clans. They like you have Clan Ren. You have um, God. I I I'm not even gonna attempt to to name all the the clans on Mandalorian. Um, but uh, you know. It it's just one of those things. It's I'm, you know, you have uh, you have the Catans, you have Clan Krez, Clan Ren, Clan Saxon, Clan Visla, Clan Rook. Like you basically just have all these places that are just vying for power, and it's it's just it's a shit show. I'm interested to see where it goes because. Evidently, it's it's gonna be one of two things. It's gonna be either they he takes back, helps them take back Mandalore, and then leaves to continue his search for Baby Yoda's family or his race, or they he tries to take back Mandalore with them. They fail, and he tries to take Baby Yoda back to his his race. And it's going to be interesting to see which direction they go. Yeah, we don't we don't see any way where he'll try to take try to become Mandalore himself. I think he will take different aspects of the new Mandalore. Like obviously, I think his helmet's going to come off, and he's going to fight with them. But I think he's going to take his job serious of trying to find Baby Yoda's race return him and then come back to mandalore i could see that so yeah, cause, 
Anybody else got any other ideas or theories before we get out of here? No. God, I, well, all right. I have a lot of theories and ideas, but we're not going to get into that today. Is that later? <laughs> going to have to do uh, a, a separate episode of just A separate episode. So you can just sit there and uh, A separate ad talk episode. Welcome to episode 6.5, Just Add Edition. Just Add. I mean, I know I love to hear myself talk. Uh, that is proven. But when it comes to Star Wars, I uh, I could go on for hours. Uh, so, Kura. Yes. I am throwing this to you. We have one question from the audience. And what is it? It's a question from our good buddy, Agent, Agent 101. Okay. His question is pretty easy. Ednar, will you shatter my kneecaps and torture them if I don't leave a review? Yes, I will shatter your kneecaps if you don't leave us a review. <laughs> I mean, it's a standing, standing thing that I will shatter kneecaps. Um, now, he did actually have another question. Did you catch that? I didn't miss, I missed that one. No. Okay. So I don't know if you guys are uh, um, know of what the Wilhelm scream is. Yes, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, if you know, if you like, if you hear it, you know it because it's been in like some four to five hundred movies. Like this one sound, and he asked, he's like, it was in this episode. I did not catch it. I saw so it. I went back and watched it again, and I still didn't catch it. And I was so, trying to look yeah, for it. I don't know it. And Curry, you don't. Yeah, Death Squad did saw. It. I we both we watched it knowing the sound and I didn't catch it. Curry, you don't know the sound, so obviously you didn't catch the Wilhelm. Well, I, I know the Wilhelm sound. I just didn't hear it. Yeah. So, agent, I want you in Discord to tell us where was that scream? I didn't hear it. So, definitely let us know about that. Um, I wonder. It's and, like the the different. It could be at different times. It could be either when they get thrown off the boat or when. The various stormtroopers get shot because the stormtroopers were classics for using the well on screen. So, mm-hmm. I missed yeah, this question. I'll rewatch and double check that. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those one of those uh, sounds that's basically in everything. Like you just you have to to know about it. Like you may not know the name of it, but you know the um you know the sound. So, um, all right, let's, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, we will also want to give a shout out to the armor who has been doing those awesome quick snippets about the plots to each episodes. Uh, you can follow us on social media. So go to, uh, you can follow mash those buttons on Twitter and at the mash network. Uh, Kura, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at. Carabars, K-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-S. And that's the best place you can find me for Twitter and find me on Instagram at, at uh, Carabar underscore. Okay. Uh, Death Squad, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Death Squad and the letter O. I've been giving out the wrong one because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's not the number zero. It's the letter O. All right. Fair oh, enough. Oh, my. Um, okay. 
So you can find me on Twitter, and that's at, at Ednar83. I don't have Instagram or anything like that. So that's the best place to find me. Or just reach out to me on Discord. Um, you can join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. Uh, share the show with others. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I will say, we have two reviews on iTunes. Now, what are they? I uh, it's just two five star reviews, uh, no comments written. Well, thank you. So I want to thank it. you too. Um, maybe you guys did rate something and it's just not showing up yet, but it's not showing up on iTunes. So we it's showing up that we got two five star reviews. So thank you to whoever gave us those uh those reviews. Uh. You can show your support by becoming a Patreon over at patreon.com slash mash those buns. Tiers available for as little as $1 a month. Uh, if you pay for the extra, maybe you'll just get a full-on extra session with Ed to Star Wars talk. Maybe I should make that available. Like at the $5 <laughs> tier, you get a one-on-one Ed Star Wars talk. As he talks um, for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> be like, you get to ask questions and I talk for four hours. Um, <laughs> you can, we do have a Teespring store over at teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons where we should get some. This is the way baby Yoda t-shirts. Come on, Ja. Step it up. I'm calling Ja oh. out on every podcast I do now. Yeah, how dare he have other things he needs yeah, to Yeah, Jaw. Wasted. So, uh, please stay tuned after the show to hear about the other shows on our amazing network. This is the way. Wait a minute. I have spoken. I hate sand. <laughs> have a good one, guys. <laughs> See you. Later, guys. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 